Hey, welcome back to another NBA heist episode of the Rambling Viking podcast. We've got, like always, Connor in here, the mastermind behind it all. He's going to be on here helping us break down our four seeds today, which are the Miami Heat and the Utah Jazz. Went from a real straightforward episode to this one might be a little wonky, but um, we're getting we're getting to the the top final um, top seeds in each conference. It's going to be should be exciting, especially from here on out. So um, without further ado, uh, I think we're going to start with the Miami Heat in the East. Connor, take it away. All right. Well, with the Heat, uh, our mastermind, Eric Spolstra, who is a proven, proven mastermind. I think probably one of the best. I mean, we're talking top three, top four, top five, somewhere in there of masterminds mm-hmm. doing it today. Um, he's, he's pulled off the big one a couple times. Nearly pulled it off two more times. I mean, got real close within sniffing distance. But uh, Eric Spolster is the kind of mastermind you want if you're one to pull off a big heist. I mean, he's that dude, as far as I can tell. Um, you can you can tell me if you are thinking otherwise, but that's where I'm at with it. No, I totally agree. And the last few years have been indicative of that because when he pulled off those big heists. I mean, he had one heck of a crew, so much so that I'm pretty sure it was us. We joked that he was more just a motivational speaker and left of a mastermind in that situation. But being on the other side of that now when he has crews that don't have the talent that his crew did when he pulled off the big ones and now seeing them at a four seed – Say okay, no, this guy, this guy's legit. He's actually he's, he is that guy. As it turns can, out, he can make it happen, and so he proved yep. you know, proved us wrong, and fine with that, and have zero problem with the guy. So he's solid mastermind, proven mastermind. Um, now let's talk about his relatively unknown team. Yeah, um, we'll lead off with the point guard Kendrick Nunn. He's a rookie. Um, as in, none of you have heard of him. Yeah, none of none of anyone knows who none is. Mm-hmm. Is what we're looking at. Uh, shooting thirty six percent from three. Um, I I don't know. I mean, he's a rookie. He's he could be on his way to being a real solid safe cracker, but right now it, it's too early to tell. It's kind of like in the last episode with Dort. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a little more uh, of a track record here with none, just because he's been on the team the whole year, but. Mm-hmm. Still, rookies are rookies. It's tough to tell exactly. Shoots pretty well so far. Yeah, he's he's doing some good stuff. I just because it's relatively unknown, I think it's hard not to, to it's hard to classify him at least solidly outside of you know, cash grabber. And so I think that's what he is for the time that's being. Fine. And until he can develop into his role, he has potential, like you said, and has proven that, like, okay, maybe he's got a knack for the safe cracking, but it's just time is the only thing working against him right now and time and experience. So just for lack of time and body of work, he's cash grabber, but he's good. He's good. He's a solid crew member. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Say that about him. Absolutely. So let's talk about other, um, at least for me, relatively unknown person who turns out um, to have surprised me, and I'm assuming you, but uh, Duncan Robinson. Uh Uh-huh. Or as I put it, whoa, safe cracker. Um, This is his second year in the league, um, but this year he is shooting 44.8% on 8.4 attempts a game. 
that is a safe cracker if I have ever heard that is incredible. Um, this year he's he's cracking safes that just by looking at them almost. I mean, it's crazy. It's like he has the key to almost half the safes just in his pocket. Like, oh, okay, here you go, and it's done. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that outside of he's he's a safe cracker that nobody realizes. You know what he's, he's or I don't know. Like this crew has discovered him, but nobody else really knows about him. Like his name's not his name's not known throughout the you know the circuit, and so uh, but he he is cracking every safe. Yeah, pretty much. Um, all right, let's move on. Jimmy Butler, um, he's the lead man. That's so clear, and. He he is the type of guy that runs the cross me and you die type of a crew. Mm-hmm. Like he demands so much from you. You better be all in. And if you're not, even if there's a hint of you not being all in, we're going to have a talking to and it ain't going to be fun for you type of thing. Like this is uh, this is terrifying, um, but he's the lead man. And if you're behind him, you're behind him. You know, he's giving it everything he's got. Yeah. On his last crew, he actually pulled a gun um, when they were pulled a gun on the crew on everybody there, and it was weird because he's like, they were like, "There's like 15 of us." And he's like, "I don't care. I can kill all of you right now. I need you to buy in. Y'all don't want it." And it was wild. So <laughs> just yeah, he's it's just accurate. I don't know. Yeah, like. And that's what I'm saying about what you said. It's just totally accurate. He's he's your lead man. He can do it all. Um, he's he's got he's got a well-rounded skill set. So we can go ahead and kind of talk about um, other no-name person, Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, there's a reason we don't know him. Um, he's a crash grabber. He doesn't really have anything else going for him. Doesn't play crazy defense. Doesn't shoot crazy well. Doesn't get a lot of rebounds. Not a lot of blocks or steals. Uh, he's he's a cash driver. He's just he's a dude. He's all right. But he's a dude. He's there filling filling a spot, filling a role. Yep. And uh, now I think someone a little bit more exciting who with a great name. We got Bam out of Bio. Uh, bring it on them brute role but he, yeah he's he's interesting right because yeah. he's he's really taking the brute role a whole new place mm-hmm. like his ability to somehow be in control of everyone in the bank at one time like he can he can deal with the teller he can deal with the manager he can deal with this rowdy security guard he can deal with the off-duty cop that other people didn't even know were there he can deal with the mom who's crying because her baby heard loud noises and is crying and freaking out so now she's crying and freaking out and yet he can deal with all of them and just make sure they all stay in their exact place where they're supposed to be it is wild mm-hmm and he's really he's really shown that this season like he's really coming to his own at being able to just handle a room like that and it's pretty incredible i'm i'm a big fan personally i like watching him uh, he also has he's like uh he's like shake milton like he's got a good name bam out of bio like it's fun to say it's like and i mean that's just what he does he imposes his will and he handles business so yeah. awkwardly straightforward again with this one well it happens when you have no names 
Then let's get on to the uh, the driver who I, I was a little surprised by this because I, I thought he was going to be um, a part of the main crew. I, didn't, I wasn't ready for him to be the getaway driver when I went to look him up because I'm not really yeah. super in touch with this crew personally. And part of that reason is because I didn't know three of the five starters' names until I looked at them. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, it's Goran Dragic, the dragon. Um, he's a great driver. I mean, he used to be an incredible cat burglar, maybe even a lead man. Back, I mean, in, in Miami and definitely back in uh, Phoenix when he was there running heist too. But um, he's over the hill, but he can he can still drive a car with the best of them. He can give, give you what you need. I mean, he's still a definite help to a heist. That's for yeah. sure. He just not as mobile as he once was, but his skill set is transferred pretty well to the driver's seat. You know, he's not having to move yeah. around. He's not having to fit through places. He's not, he, he's got a little carpal tunnel from his cat burglar in days, you know, breaking <laughs> move and, and his fine motor skills aren't what they used to be, but man, can he whip a car away from a, a heist? So yeah. it's really, um, Really great, and this this crew, all in all. So we'll get into our recap. It's just so interesting because uh, as we move into the chances, it's like it, it's just weird. So you got Kendrick Nunn, none of us have heard of. He's looks like he might become a safe cracker, but as of now, he's just a cash grabber because it's just his first 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 year in the game. Duncan yeah. Robinson is a no name, heck of a safe cracker though. And he's out here doing it for him. So, and, and nobody knows who he is, but they know who he is. And then other people find out when, when the heist is taking place. And so they get surprised. Jimmy Butler, super passionate lead man. Don't cross him. You will probably die. Probably. And Derek Jones Jr. Just another cash hauler. He fills, fills the role that he needs to. He's there. Warm body. Bam out of bio. Who, has become one heck of a brute and a lookout, and he can just handle the whole room and juggle everybody at once somehow. Then uh, over the hill, uh, lead man and cat burglar, now just a solid driver in the Dragon, Goran Dragic. So that's a recap. Um, correct me if uh, if I messed up on or misspoke on any of those. No. But if not, uh, what are your chances? What do you put them at? They're, like like you had said, they're kind of an odd one. Um, so it's kind of hard to pin down exactly. I'm going to go with 38 to 42, somewhere in there. Um, having Spo really, really gives you a lot more faith. Um, it's kind of weird, though, because they got some people like Nunn and even Duncan, who probably are a little too young to really pull off the big one. But then they also have people like uh, Goran Dragic and... We haven't even talked about him because he's not a part of the six. Is Andre Iguodala? We're probably a little too old, so it's it's kind of a weird place. So I went with between thirty eight and forty two. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, going to be maybe the first time that we kind of have a little bit um, of a disagreement on the chances. I, I to me that feels just a little too high. Like Spolstra definitely is definitely carrying this crew, but. At the same time, I mean, your mastermind can only get you so far. You, your piece, your crew has to be able to, in in the moment, in in all practicality, carry it out. Like when it comes time, like the mastermind's not doing it. He can have the best plan, 
but I don't know. There's you you got when you have two two cash grabbers right there, and while if we were going to bring the bench into consideration in the, in the total crew, it, it would it would probably make a difference because they have some 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 proven pieces um, that are riding, you know, supporting. Uh, that that we're not bringing into the discussion, so I, I'm I'm gonna say it's more like a 34 to 37 percent. So maybe maybe 35. I, I don't know. I feel good about 35 because I don't want to drop it to like 30 or 33. Because awkwardly enough, I think because of Spolstra being able to run this unit, I think this awkwardly puts them just above the 76ers, but not but not not a ton above the 76ers, you know? So I don't yeah. know. I'm, 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 I'm living in that 35, maybe 36 ish range. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm okay with 35, 36, probably 36, just cause mm-hmm. I feel like I have a little better grasp on what they are and what they're yeah, doing instead true. of the 76ers. It's just such cool. a weird range that I'm just mm-hmm. really not sure at all. But with Spo there and Jimmy, I kind of feel like I know what I'm getting. So that's probably why I bumped it up a little that's bit. Fair. I'm good with I'm good with 36 or 37, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe what we do, I don't know. Some you know, I'm trying to think about the big one, right? And yeah. The humps would be pretty large and they have they got they got a rookie at point and then you got your four who's a no name. But other than yeah. that, their pieces are really solid. I don't know. I'm fine with it. We can we can just keep it at as is. I, I think that's fitting because I think it's good enough, but it's not like overly optimistic because um, Yeah. But I, I like that. Yeah, I think we can I think we landed in a good place at that thirty six percent um range. So uh but that yeah, that's the that's the heat. Uh pretty straightforward so we can go ahead and shift gears over to the west and let's talk about the utah jazz who i awkwardly don't have a ton of confidence in the utah jazz who effectively do have the defensive player of the century because he shut down not just an entire league but he shut down sports he's shut down in some respects in indirectly almost shut down the entire world really when you think about it um, this is just the defensive player in all sports. There's not an award for that right now, but I, he would win it in my book. Go bear pulled something off that no, no sports player has pulled off. I don't know ever, maybe. And then probably something ever. else. So hold on. Let's see. Okay. I'm gonna make sure this, <laughs> did you mean to put his name as goo bear? Goober? No. Oh, I was hoping you'd say yeah. No, I sure did not. Okay, that's fine. It's one of just one of those fun autocorrect deals. I'm fine. Um, Let's let's uh, let's jump into this. All right. Well, uh, we're looking at the Jazz here. Uh, Head coach Quinn Snyder, and in the NBA, got a 55.4 percent win percentage. All with Utah over the last. What is it? Hmm. One, two, three, four, five seasons. Um, I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, I'd agree. So I think I, I think he's a real solid mastermind. Very good at uh, the lookout side of all heists, making sure making it less likely for them to get caught. Um, that's just kind of what he struck me as. Really, really good defensive coach. What are you thinking? He's, you know, 
two years ago, you asked me this question. I'm like, I don't know about this guy, but he's proven himself. He's, he's a good, solid mastermind and he's um, pulled off some good jobs. And I think the potential is there, but I don't know. He's, he's maybe a little bit more proven than uh, Billy Donovan, but I kind of put them in the same wheelhouse just because his body of work isn't fully there. Like he's not a Spolstra who's, who's like, yeah. okay, who's, who's solid and you know. And so it's, there's still some unknown when it comes to at least the big heist. I think it's totally plausible, but um, cause he is solid, but time will tell, you know, really how it unfolds. Yeah. So, but I, I like him overall. I think he absolutely is a great, uh, defensive mind like he he his his uh, recon is impeccable when it comes to the heists like he true he, he he knows all the ins and outs not just the building where they're working but the whole block the building's on and the schedules of everything it's it's crazy so let's go ahead and jump into the crew then and lead it off all with right. the interesting case of mike conley yeah he was at one point a really, really solid, smooth operator. You can't call him great because he never was. He was, he's always been really, really good, really solid. But at this point in his career, in his life, he, he's pretty much just a safe cracker. He shows the other people how heist is supposed to go. He's just got the veteran experience on heist, but he can still crack safe, shoot 37.5%. But uh, other than that, he really doesn't have a whole lot going. I mean, no, it's it's sad to see how quickly he fell off. Kind of yeah, because he was so good, and then all of a sudden, he just not. And so he's just more yep. like you said. He's just he's there, and he's done it all before. And so he kind of just mentors the people who are now in that position. But he can't do it anymore. Don't ask him to do it. Yep. Pretty much, because it's not gonna happen. So, like, I re- I honestly didn't know how to classify him. I was like, I don't know, maybe he's like a hacker, cat burglar. He's like a weird, like, he doesn't hack, but he maybe just talks people through hack. I like, but <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know. So, um, maybe he's just a what do you want to call him? A, a he, he he'll crack a safety deposit box um yeah. randomly but then but really he's more just oversight so i don't know we don't have a term for that so maybe not really yeah he's just he's almost he's almost just a cash hauler with some uh with who can mentor i don't know it's so weird so it is odd yeah, uh, he doesn't really have a technical role he's kind of a floater but he's kind of done yeah. it all before so yeah. whatever let's move on uh, to the lead man i'm over him yeah let's go on um donovan mitchell i i questioned if he was already a lead man i realize he pretty much has to be yeah. especially for this for this group um but i thought he actually played a little bit of better defense than he does, but he's actually a little below average on the defensive rating. And this is a really good defensive team. So Mm -hmm. it's not like he's just getting dragged down by a terrible defensive team. That's not the case here. Um, He's still a lead man. Um, I I just don't know. Um, And he's not one of the upper echelon lead man type guys, but he is for this unit. I think that's pretty Hmm. clear. I didn't, I didn't know that about his, uh, 
his um, defensive game because I, I definitely thought he was better at that than he was. But, yeah, he's a lead man. I guess he's just a smooth operator maybe, maybe. Or is yeah. he more of a cat burglar? Yeah. I think he'd be more cat burglar if he's not a lead man. Yeah, yeah. He's lead man, but – I. You know, with a subcategory of Catburger. Like, that's his background. Yeah, background yeah that's where I would say. All right, move on to everyone's least favorite NBA player, Joe Ingles. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I went with Safecracker, real heavy yeah. on the question mark. He plays defense <laughs> and can shoot, so I guess he's at the low level of that optimal Safecracker mold. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's just kind of what we got, I guess. You know? Yeah. That's that's kind of what I, I I just put a bunch of ors because I was like I don't know he kind of he kind of like plays decent like offense otherwise but I mean really he's just there to to launch it from deep to crack some safes and then yep. he can kind he's more just annoying on defense than like really really good he just knows how to piss people off so yeah uh, I, I I'm pretty well fine with about anything you would tell me there. Um, um, we'll go with safe cracker. We'll just leave a safe cracker who, I don't know, man. He's not the best by any no. means. He just kind of can do it. So yeah, pretty, on pretty to, uh, this guy that I'm not super familiar with Royce O'Neal. Yeah. Um, I looked him up, uh, when I'm doing research, he takes 5.2 threes a game Dang. and makes 37.6% of them. So he's there. So, lead safe cracker probably right probably so yeah <laughs> um that's kind of where we got to go that's i'm sorry that was that was a missed load it oh. the page didn't load he takes 3.3 threes a game oh. and makes 38.9 percent of them yeah so, so he's he makes them he doesn't shoot a whole lot of them but he, when he does hmm. he makes a good clip of them really um then yeah he averages this year 5.3 rebounds a game. Um, not a lot else going. He doesn't take a lot of two-point attempts. He takes more threes than he does twos, and he makes 38% of them. So I'm going safecracker. I think he's probably the main safecracker, or at least one of the two. Him and Ingles are probably pretty close to yeah. dueling lead safecrackers. It's kind of an odd situation, but they, that's where I'm going. They probably – yeah, they probably just kind of co-do it together. Like they both go in and kind of work at it together. If there's two different things that need to be cracked, one will do one, one will do the other. But I think it's probably just like a kind of a dual effort on their part because yeah, he's not really like a brute, I don't think. No, not really. No, he's a, he's really. a different, different breed in that sense. So now we can get on to everybody's – favorite person um who effectively who's you know what is he is he a two-time defensive player of the year one-time defensive player of the world and because he was the guy that made jokes and touched microphones but then ended up getting the rona and shutting down the league rudy yeah um he's your quintessential uh, brute like he's one of the best ones doing it today um can't really do much else but man is he a really good brute and plays obviously incredible defense um not a lot to say about him doesn't play great offense he's just he's a brute he's a real good one but a brute yeah he's extremely extremely good as a brute he's he's up there 
and with the best of them. So uh, not much to say on him, though. I nope. mean, we can get on to their getaway driver, who's interesting as well. Uh, yeah, Jordan Clarkson, decent driver. He's been around for a while at this point. and realized he had been in the league quite as long as he had in something like eight years or so. Really? Um, yeah, I, um, I, guess I don't know. The Lakers and then with Cleveland. Yeah, Lakers for a while, then Cleveland. Now he's here. Now he's here. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's an all right. All right, solid driver. I mean, he's someone you want around, but you know, maybe not good enough for like the crazy high level, like the big mm-hmm. one type heist. But yeah, you know, he's he's solid. I mean, not too bad. Yeah, I agree. He's just he's a driver. He is someone to drive the car, and he does a good enough job. So, I mean, this team when you or this crew when you look at it, I mean, it's. Quinn Snyder's carrying a lot of the weight. Um, him and I would say probably, you know, he does have a couple decent stars, or he, he has a confirmed confirmed good good crew member in Rudy. Donovan's coming into his own as a lead man, but really I think Quinn Snyder's the driving force, kind of like Eric Spolster was. Like he's it's really the reason they're where they're at is because yeah. of his his ability. Um, so a uh, quick recap is, you know, Mike Conley's kind of a, we don't know how to classify him because he was once a really good smooth operator, but now he kind of just cracks some safes, but really he just brings experience to the table and kind of mentors the the younger crew members. Donovan Mitchell is, he is the lead man, but he hasn't fully come into his own in a general sense as a lead man, but he'll get there. He's up and coming. Yeah. Um He's kind of has smooth operator tendencies, but he couldn't be fully classified as that. Joe Ingles, safe cracker. Yeah. Yeah. And him and Royce kind of tag team that. So Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neill, but kind of your safe crackers. And then Rudy Gobert is just your quintessential brute. And Jordan Clarkson is your run of the mill, mediocre, nothing special getaway driver. So where do you have their chances? I got him 35, really, and probably 35 to 37%. I've kind of waned on my thoughts on them. Um, They don't have much hacking, not a lot of ball movement that I can tell. I mean, they do a little bit, obviously, in far as the system, but um, they only got one guy who can really do his own thing by himself. (laughs) That's Donovan Mitchell, and I'm just not sure if he's that that dude as far as being able to pull off the, the big one. I don't yeah. know if he could be your best player and you pull off the big one. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe he will be one day, but I don't see it yet. It's he's all, not there all yet, that. you know. He, he he He's still young and coming up. Like, he's trying, yeah. but he's not quite there yet. And so yeah, I, He might get there, but just not. I don't see it yet. I maybe thought more highly of this team before we broke, broke, broke them down in, in this heist episode, but I'm with you. We're like, they kind of waned on me, and I don't know. I feel... I feel like I'm just going to slap him next to the heat with 36%. I'm with that. Like both these teams are awkwardly almost identical in their situations. Yeah. I mean, Spolster is just more proven of a mastermind, but good masterminds really mediocre crews with a couple, with a couple bright spots, but it's really just comes down to the mastermind on how well can they plan this thing out? And then, 
yeah, that's weird. I was not yeah. expecting that, but it does make sense. I mean, it checks out when you look at it. So, so far with these rankings, everything says aligned. Our two weird teams were the same seeds. Our um, now our two bleh teams are the same. Our two yeah. mastermind heavy teams. I'll call them that because I like them. I yeah, that's nice teams. Um, but that, yeah, that's it for this episode. The that was the Heat and the Jazz. There, there are four seeds. So. I would love to know any of your thoughts and feedback. And maybe if you're a fan of one or either of these teams and you didn't like what we said, let us know. It's uh, the rambling Viking at gmail.com. Send us in an email. We'd love to hear all your thoughts, but thanks for listening to this edition of NBA heist. And we'll see you guys next time.